accounting and bookkeeping gets put on the back burner by small business owners because they're just too busy running all the other many aspects of their business. So if you get into this situation, it is always best to call your CPA and get a quote for monthly bookkeeping to make sure that that part of the business is getting the focus and attention that it really needs. Welcome to What Your CPA Wants You to Know, a podcast for business owners and those planning to make the jump into entrepreneurship. If you're thinking, I've got a great business idea, but what's next? This podcast is for you. I'm Carson Sands. And I'm Taryn Sands. And together, we started our CPA firm. We've grown exponentially over the past six years. I'm a CPA with over 10 years of experience helping people start and grow their businesses. And I'm an MBA with a specialization in marketing and entrepreneurship. Follow along as we share the ins and outs of running a business while keeping your family and sanity intact. And how to save tax dollars without breaking any IRS rules or triggering a painful audit. We're here to share everything your CPA wants you to know in a fun and easy to understand way. Let's get started. Let's do it. Hello, welcome to What Your CPA Wants You to Know podcast. Today we have a special episode all about bookkeeping for your business. Pretty exciting stuff and why it's important the do's and don'ts, and what you have to do to ensure that your books are usable by us, your CPA. This episode is perfect for business owners who already have an established bookkeeping method like using QuickBooks or a similar software. However, this is also a really great listen if you're just getting started to know what to do and what to avoid. But I also want to direct you to our new business guide if you're just getting started. In that guide, we cover in much more detail how to set up your books correctly from the beginning and walk you through that whole process. If you go on our website, which I have linked in the show notes, and use the code PODCAST, you can get 20% off our new business guide. Absolutely. So without further ado, let's talk about what bookkeeping is. Simply put, it's just keeping track of your income and expenses. There's a lot of different ways to do that, but this episode focuses on QuickBooks, which is the most common way people keep track of their income and expenses and do their bookkeeping. I think that this is one initial step of running a business that we often see is overlooked. Accounting and bookkeeping gets put on the back burner by small business owners because they're just too busy running all the other many aspects of their business. So if you get into this situation, It is always best to call your CPA and get a quote for monthly bookkeeping to make sure that that part of the business is getting the focus and attention that it really needs. Not only will that give you extra time and free you up for other business tasks, it will also give you a proper set of books that are actually usable. Now, you need an accurate set of books to help make business decisions and see where your business is making money, where it might be losing money, and for us to do your tax return. So we really could go all day on this part of a business because, you know, we're accountants. But long story short, make sure you're prioritizing the accounting and bookkeeping part of your business. Exactly. 
And later this summer, we'll have some more episodes that dive deeper into QuickBooks. But with this episode, we just wanted to share five quick tips that will help with QuickBooks a great deal. The very first tip that we drill into our clients' heads over and over again and should be done from the very beginning is to have a business bank account that is separate from your personal bank account. A dedicated bank account is the best and easiest way to keep track of all your business income and expenses. Now, we say that this account should be dedicated solely to the business because many people choose to use like an existing personal bank account for their business. And this is just a bad idea for so many reasons. If you have all of your business and personal transactions in the same account, it's very difficult to see how your business is performing. It's also very difficult to sift through all of those transactions and see if each transaction was personal or was a business. And lastly, when you mix business and personal funds, it's called commingling your assets, which if you do so will eliminate the protection provided by your LLC And legally, it's just not a good idea to do that. That's exactly right. And that leads us right into tip number two, which is to link your credit card. What we mean by that is you want to connect your credit card with your QuickBooks account so that the transactions from the credit card will import into your QuickBooks bookkeeping software. So this works in a very similar way to linking your business checking account. Whatever you spend on that credit card will come into QuickBooks and then you'll just have to tell QuickBooks whether that was a meal expense or supplies expense and then you're categorizing that transaction. Just like with the bank account, it's very important that you keep your business credit card and personal credit cards separate. So if you're going to use a credit card for your business, don't use your personal credit card. You'll never be able to keep track of what was actually a business and what was a personal expense. So go ahead and get a separate credit card for the business if you're going to use credit cards at all, which you definitely don't have to, and make sure that you're running all of your business expenses through that credit card and not your personal one. Right. And we actually had many clients just this tax year give us their set of books only to realize after doing the tax return and realizing the numbers just didn't look right, that they didn't import all the transactions from their credit card. So if you're going to use that credit card, just make sure that whatever bookkeeping method you're using that's either imported into QuickBooks or accounted for in any other way you're doing it so that you don't miss those expenses. That leads us right into tip number three. You need to reconcile your books every single month. So what does that mean for anyone who doesn't know what reconciling means? Reconciling your books simply means comparing your financial statements and records to your bank statements to know if your books are even correct. The bookkeeping process involves reviewing and labeling each transaction from your bank statement. So let's just say that the first transaction on your bank statement is a $55 charge from Staples. You would label that transaction as, let's say, an office expense, if that's what it was, And then next, you would assign a label to the second transaction on your statement and keep going all the way down until you're at the end of that month's statement. The second step, once you've done all the categorizing, is to reconcile to make sure that everything from the bank statement is accounted for in your books. You can and should do this if you are using QuickBooks or an Excel spreadsheet for your books. 
So we had this issue come up a lot in tax season with businesses who did not reconcile their accounts all year. And again, actually this week, and it just created a big mess. So Carson, why don't you let everyone know why it's important to reconcile and what can happen if you don't? Oh man, so many things can happen. So first of all, it's very likely that there will be a software glitch, whether it's on your computer, in the Intuit, that's that's who owns QuickBooks, in their computer or in your bank's computer. Somewhere there's going to be a glitch and there will be transactions that don't even get imported into QuickBooks. Then what happens is you see that there's a lot of transactions that did come in and there's three days worth that are missing. Well, you have no idea. You might just think those are three days where nothing happened. Well, as soon as you go do your bank reconciliation, it won't reconcile. And so it's going to be real easy for you to see that, hey, I'm missing some transactions, probably going to be missing some expenses that way, and you can fix the problem very easily or reach out to your accountant at that point because it might be a little bit more complicated whenever that happens. Or another horror story comes from our own books. So we use an invoicing software that links with QuickBooks. Yeah, I have to say, even as a professional, I had the Square invoice transactions importing into QuickBooks, counting that income. And then when the income from the bank got imported, that counted it a second time. Luckily, I reconciled the bank accounts, just like a good accountant, and I saw that (laughs) all of the transactions for income were double counted, and that saved me from having a whole year's worth of double counted income. So it can really help you catch glitches and errors that aren't even your fault, but help you catch them early on and stop them before they become a much bigger problem. So simply put, it's just a way to catch mistakes, whether it's your mistake or from the bank or software, you definitely want to check your work. Moving on to tip number four, and this is a really big one. You should not use QuickBooks or any similar software if you do not understand how it works or you're not willing to learn the software. Now, we do recommend QuickBooks over the other options because it's easy to use, it's well-known, and most CPAs really know their way around QuickBooks. Also with QuickBooks, there is a lot of free information online about it because so many people use it. There are free online forums to help you solve common issues and just navigate the software. That being said, if you aren't using it properly, then the reports you pull from the software will not be accurate or usable at all. So if you aren't willing to spend that extra time to learn the software, you're better off using something simpler or just hiring someone to help you with the books. So we will often pull reports to do tax returns from QuickBooks to do the business tax return only for the business owner to tell us, um, wait, I think those numbers are way off. The reason they're not accurate is because they have not been using the software correctly or not spending any time to reconcile each month. And that goes right along with our last tip, and that's to check your financial statements. What we mean by financial statements are your income statement or a profit and loss report and your balance sheet. Do you just use QuickBooks just so your accountant can have the data they need in order to prepare the tax return? If that's the case, that's okay, but you're missing out on a lot of opportunities and you're not getting the most for your money out of the software, which is sometimes pretty expensive. So looking at your profit and loss report partway through the year, instead of getting your tax return 
after a whole year's worth of data is in your software and saying, oh man, there's no way those numbers are right. Well, they might not be, but if you can look at that profit and loss report at least once a month, you're already in there to do your bank reconciliations because you listen to your CPA who told you to do your bank reconciliations every month. And you might as well just click a few buttons and go find that profit and loss report and make sure everything looks good. And if it says you made twice as much money as you think you made, then it might be time to reach out for some help. But if everything looks good, then you can feel comfortable knowing that you're doing a great job and your tax return is going to be accurate. Yeah, it is really important to get comfortable with looking at your profit and loss and your balance sheet. And if you don't know what those things are, that's totally fine. You can find so many resources for helping you figure that out and get more comfortable with that online. You just need to make sure to do that if you are a business owner, because that is a big part of the business. Okay, that is our five tips for better bookkeeping for businesses. That is a tongue tongue twister. twister. (laughs) Say that fast five times. Five tips for better business. Five tips for better bookkeeping for businesses. You failed on a tip number one. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for listening and stay tuned for more bookkeeping episodes in the future. And please share if you learned something today. That is exactly how this podcast grows and we can get free information to everyone who needs it. So until next time, thank you so much for listening to What Your CPA Wants You to Know podcast. This podcast is intended to provide accounting and tax information for educational purposes only. All tax situations are unique and should be handled with the assistance of a tax professional. 